This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. Hope you're doing well. This is episode three of the Alpaca Podcast. I'm delighted you could join us to hear our guest for this episode, Jen DeLucia, who's been experimenting with alpaca fleece for the last four years or so. She does her own spinning and dyeing, plus some weaving of wall hangings. As most of you will know, alpacas originate from South America. But that's not the only thing. So I understand that you've got some connections with South America. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, that's right. Um, so my husband's family, uh, part of his family, are from uh, Chile, um, and they're actually from Patagonia. Right. So, um, yeah, we had a visit out there a few years ago, which was amazing. Wow. But, okay. um, yeah. Ooh, jealous. <laughs> like on, on the list. There we yeah, go. We shall see. it's we shall beautiful, see. really beautiful place. Yeah. So what's your background been in terms of your journey into textiles and, and fibre and that kind yeah. of thing? I was thinking about this I've always been really interested in fiber since I was a young age and um, I learned to crochet when I was about 10 and, and just loved the idea that I could make my own clothes and bags and things like that so I used to spend my time sewing and creating in my spare time and um, I think obviously then going to uni and getting a career and uh, and starting a family like that my creative side was sort of put on on hold if you like um but it was always there I always loved making things and I learned to knit later on and really got into wool uh, that way but it wasn't until probably about five years ago that I really started to get an interest in where the fiber comes from and the different types of fiber and got really into knitting and it was through knitting that I realized that there's a difference between natural fiber and unnatural fiber which is which was quite revelatory really and then we had a trip a family trip to Chile to visit uh, where Justin's family were from my husband's family when I was there it was just really blew me away like you meet these little old ladies that sat there and they they just spin their own wool and they process all the fleece themselves and they dye it and they'd have their own little stalls there's loads of them and they just sell these beautiful like balls of wool and they knit and make their own hats and weavings and it really inspired me and I came back from that trip just like in awe of it and really keen to, to, to do it myself and so I just started like researching and looking at um, reading about how you process fibre and um, I just wanted to keep going further back because you start with the knitting and then you go back to the making the wool and then I just wanted to go back to you know as far back as you can get to the natural process. And then um, soon after we moved to Wales, um, we came he here um, to your place. Right. And um, <laughs> um, we came here for a conference, I think, and then we took your card away and I left it on the fridge. Right. And then... Um, Good old fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then one day I was like, oh, I wonder if they have any fleece. So right. I think I contacted you yeah. and then that's how I started getting into alpaca fleece. And then bought a drop spindle and started doing hand spinning. I didn't really know what I was doing, but just looking at videos on YouTube and just oh, trying well it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then just really fell in love with making my own yarn and um and then got into weaving as well using the yarn to weave with and and dyeing later on so right yeah range yeah so with the with the, you still use the drop spindle is that the, the main way you spin or do you use a, a wheel as well um last year or the year before i can't remember um my husband bought me a spinning wheel for my birthday oh. yeah which is and it's funny it's one of those gifts that when i received it i was like i have always wanted a spinning wheel right and i didn't know that <laughs> i understand <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so um i mainly use that because it's quicker um, but if we go on holiday or something, I take my drop spindle with me because it's just so relaxing to do. Um, and obviously, you can't put the spinning wheel in the car to take camping. So, um, well, no, not so easily. <laughs> it's more Unless of a you, portable it depends on your, one. Depends on your priorities, but you can always make space yeah. for the things that you, you need. My my aunt used to spin, and she passed on a, a spinning wheel to me. So, uh, wow. for the open days here, we we tend to have uh, the spinning wheel around. Yeah. But um, I did have a go. <laughs> it's not as easy as it looks, so it's a question of getting the tension right and uh, and things. And I think there's a, with most of those things, there seems to be a lead-in time which is very mechanical and very practical, where you're just learning the basics of how to do it. That's right. And yeah. then you reach a point where you can do it, and then yeah. you can start growing. That's right. And experience it. That's the kind of thing you've been doing with. Yeah, absolutely. Both of those. Um, yeah. When we went to pick up the spinning wheel, um, we went to this lady's house, and it was. I can only describe as amazing. Um, <laughs> it was this tiny little uh, terraced house and it was floor to ceiling of just stuff. And there was this little walkway that went through the stuff <laughs> to this little fireplace where my spinning wheel was sat ready for me. And she taught me there and then how to do it. And, and she basically taught me how to use the pedal. So you do toe heel, toe heel. She said, you need to do that for two hours solid <laughs> a minimum of two hours before you get it and so I took go home and I thought two hours I'm not going to sit there for two hours and then after half an hour I thought right I'm going to try it now yeah. I know how to do it and I didn't right <laughs> and so I did I did have to do it for a good two three hours before I got the knack of just just the foot and that's just the and that's just spinning the just just getting the, the balance of of the muscles working and and the feel of it yeah that's right and getting the consistent speed I that's guess. right yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's obviously where I went wrong. <laughs> Two minutes and jumped in and had a go. Well, exactly. It was, it was interesting, but there we are. Yeah. And I think having someone show you the, the basics of that is really, really helpful, isn't it? Yeah, really, really was, yeah. Mm. And just practice. And yeah. I've, I've tried to teach a few people, and do you know, I find children are really easy to teach. They seem right. to just get it, whereas adults yeah. find it a bit more difficult. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, but, um, that's general, I think. But to, yeah. To, Children do tend to pick up. They haven't got any preconceived ideas or things in the way. They yeah, just, just got yeah, and have a go. that's right, yeah. Whereas you want to get it right as an adult, yeah. you tend to feel the pressure to get it right straight away. And then what do you, once you've done the spinning, what are you doing with the yarn that you produce? So um, sometimes I don't do anything with it I, uh, in terms of process. I just leave it natural. And some people, um, I normally sell, sell the wool at that point um, or use it in my own work. But mostly I sell it on. Um, but then other times I then process it further and, and naturally dye it. So I use things like onion skins or um, generally like, um, what did I use the other day? Sandalwood chips um, wow. and black beans, like just yeah. to get the different colours. And that's just an area that I'm really um, young in and I would really like to grow in dyeing. But I just, it's more experimentation really at this stage. But 
um, and then and then I also sell it then after I've dyed it as well. And do you tend to go for particular colours? Because I mean, you're starting with with a, a natural yeah. range of colours with the alpaca fibre anyway. Um, yeah. And then do you, do you tend to go a particular direction with colours? Um, what's your favourite? Well, <laughs> it's not so much what's my favourite. I feel quite limited at the moment because of my choice of dye stuffs. They all seem to come out either yellow or grey. <laughs> so right. I do a lot of yellow and grey. So yeah. we, we've got the onion skins and the turmeric, which come out yellow. Okay. And then black breeze and black beans, they all come out sort of grey. So hmm. I'd love to do other colours, but I'm, I still need to sort of uh, experiment a Very bit more with that, really. I mean, the blue, I would love to do blue. And I'm, di I'm, I'm growing a woad plant and I'm just okay. waiting for it to get big enough so I can use that. <laughs> um, I know you can buy sort of indigo and, yeah. and other colours. So it's just yeah. a world I'd love to have more time to get into, really. But Is it messy? Does it require um, a lot of equipment <laughs> it does it's another thing that you need more equipment for so mm. um starting out i had nothing so now i've got a nice big aluminium pan that i right. use and um yeah i need more equipment for that really but just and i guess the scale of it though you're not actually talking about massive things because mm. you're doing it at smaller scale yeah small batches so i probably do about four or five skins per die right. um so it's not much really yeah mm. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> you discovered alpaca partly through coming here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and could you say anything about comparing that between alpaca fleece and, and sheep's fleece? Is there a difference? Do you yeah, find? There, there's a massive um, difference, I think. I, I've, not, I've not actually used much sheep's right. fleece because I've just fallen in love with the mm. alpaca that I haven't seen the need to. But... Um, I find alpaca really easy to spin with. Right. It's really, um, in terms of processing it, there isn't much to do. And mm. you can wash it if you want to, but I generally just shake the dust off and then just go ahead and spin. Right. Whereas I find with sheep's, spin, uh, sheep's uh, fleece, you have to sort of uh, comb it and card it and really process it before you spin. And so I personally prefer the easier, quicker option because <laughs> time <laughs> yeah. is always my challenge. Challenge, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So you then produce the, the yarn, some of which you sell, mm. and selling the wool for people to, to then do their own knitting or crocheting with. Yeah. But you also do some weaving with it. That's right. That right. Yeah. Um, another another aspect of my inspiration from Chile was the weaving and. The, the pieces out there were just like nothing I'd ever seen. They were really beautiful. And so, and when I saw them, I just thought, oh, that's me. Like, that's what I want to do. And um, I've, I've been really, I've tried to be really careful and not copying because obviously um, it's their work and I really want to respect that. And anything I've ever done that's similar, I've always really like um, mentioned about Patagonia and sort of um, respected that. But um, but yeah, so I had I've got a little uh, loom that I was given again as a birthday present, like probably three or four years ago. And um, once people know that you've got, you've got <laughs> yeah. an that these things tend to appear, which yeah, is it's nice. great. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the thing I love about weaving is um, compared to something like knitting is there's no rules so much. You can right. just just do what you like. Yeah. And so it's more like art. And I, I realized that that really sat well with me because I've always, 
I've always been more that way and more creative in the sense of I love making things and hats and things like that but I think having a free will just to do whatever I like on the loom is just it's really freeing and um it really got me through a difficult time of my life as well where I, I was going through a difficult time and and the weaving just kind of let me be me in the in in the uh, in the art and so um yeah I tend to use a mixture of um fibers I don't only use my own wool because that would just take forever because <laughs> but I yeah so I I do a, a diff different types of I do sort of weavings and then I do wool hangings as well um, right yeah, and yeah. I've, I've seen some of the stuff on on the website and, yeah. and up close as well uh, and they are beautiful they are they are lovely and I guess that's the thing that, that develops over time the, the different ideas that you want to to try yeah. um, and maybe different colors or different textures and that kind of thing comes in when, when you're approaching a new project like that mm-hmm. how, how do you how do you come at it what's what's your inspiration for that um, well, the name of my little business is Tierra y Mar, which is Spanish for land and sea. Right. And so my original inspiration was the land and the sea, which is, uh, you know, where I love to be is by the sea and in the land. Um, and so I, I use a lot of blues and greens and, and things like that. Um, and I've started to sort of have like ranges of wall hanging. So I had like a Patagonian range. Um, which were all really inspired by the ones that I saw in Patagonia. And recently I've just started a new range um, inspired by the Highlands. So I've been looking at the colours mainly, um, like the heather, the purple heather and the greens and the blues. And so this is Scottish Highlands? So, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so I'm hoping to bring out a range of Highland weavings and wool hangings, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Another, another kind of colour mix. Yeah. To different parts of the, the country, different parts of the world. We'll yeah, have, have that, that different thing, and I think taking that inspiration from from things and then not turning it into the thing, mm-hmm. but actually communicating the feel of yeah. the place, the feel mm, of the, as, as right. something that you can you can, in very subtle ways, can can come through. Absolutely, even in, in the, yeah. the, And certainly looking mm. at the kind of the color ways, you look at some of your your pieces and you go, oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. Yeah, which is which is really lovely. Yeah. So there'll be details on the the, the show notes, um, and we'll talk a bit at the end about how to find you in yeah. terms of the, mm-hmm. the website and stuff. Um, that's great. Thank you. Knitting and, and crocheting, you still doing some of that or? Yeah, not, I mean, not so I love get to. Yeah, I love to. Um, I think recently I tried to make a pair of socks from my alpaca, my own wool because I think that's my ultimate challenge. And I was joking the other day with my husband that wouldn't it be amazing <laughs> if I could knit our whole wardrobe and we all just wore alpaca clothes. Well, there's, but, a, there's, <laughs> a, there's a dream. Yeah. So I've only managed to make one and a half socks of so far. But okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I do love I, to know. I, I think theoretically socks are straightforward, but I'm not sure. No, they're quite difficult, actually. they're okay until you turn the corners. Yeah, um, yeah. Get, getting that all right. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm looking forward to finishing my socks, and they will last me forever. Yeah. And no, keep they, me warm. They do go on. <laughs> yeah, excellent. If you're going to produce these things, you're then going to sell them? Um, how, how are you finding that? Are you finding a market out there for, for the, the things you produce? Yeah, it's a really interesting question because um, I'm finding that my market for um, my wool hangings is mostly abroad. So I sell mostly mostly to uh, people in America. And anyone who's American in this country seems to be really interested. Interesting. In fact, yesterday yeah. we had a house full of Americans and they were in love, <laughs> in love with it all. 
and so um yeah it's really interesting i'm not sure whether it's something that is isn't people ha don't get here or whether it's um like a like expendable income thing i don't know but perhaps it's something that's going to grow in this country maybe yeah. but um so this is yeah. selling to people in America. How, how does that work? How do you, how do you make the connections? Um, so I use mainly Instagram and okay. Etsy. So I, I I try to post regularly on Instagram just to get interest. And then it's through Instagram that people go to my Etsy page or people search directly through Etsy and find my shop on there and buy from, from there. Um, other than that, it's just people coming through through the house and seeing them and buying sure, them from yeah. me directly. Um, I've 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 done a few markets, but I have to say they haven't been very successful. Um, right. Okay. So it's a difficult. One. It's got to be in the right place. I think. Absolutely. I think because it's such a niche, I think you do have to have the right audience, and um, so it's just easier for me to do it online at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are things. Some of the the agricultural shows and and various things. That's right. Yeah, around can be useful, but but often I guess there's going to be more of a raising the profile yeah. than necessary. <clears throat> that's the time and place to sell things. But yeah, it, it maybe the people pick up information then at least and, yeah. and awareness. That's and, right. And uh, and I guess you also got to try these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Try it and see, and if it and doesn't work so well or it, it doesn't fit with you, because it's standing around by a table. Yeah. For hours. Yeah. Apparently, with children, with little, little interest <laughs> with children, can be really, really difficult and really, yeah. really challenging. So it's finding a way of of it fitting with you and your your yeah. your personal circumstances right. as well. So it's great. And with the sorry, with the wool, um, I found there's a f one lady in particular that I sell to who makes um, really beautiful blankets and shawls, mm. and she's really committed to using locally sourced ethically sourced um, yarn and uh, British yarn so she's actually asked if she could buy me out like every time I make wool right <laughs> you're not um, using it for anything else She'll yeah so well, um, she's a, a regu really usual, regular customer yeah. and um, she's just amazing her work yeah. yeah one of the challenges always with these things is if you become successful because yeah. you're on a small scale yeah and then if if you got successful and had to then have the pressure of producing mm a large amount yeah it changes the yeah you have to change a number of things but it, it changes the feel of it and it changes whether you can actually got the capacity to do that yeah um and i think it's in order to make enough money to to make a full living just doing mm. that uh, you do have to scale up absolutely and that's, that's the challenge yeah, absolutely um yeah. but certainly from what you've said i think your your plate is fairly full yeah. anyway and at the moment this yeah. just fits into nicely into to a not an insignificant corner, but it yes, certainly fits absolutely. into a corner of, of your life and you can make space for that and, and do that. Yeah. But it's useful to have someone who's going to take it any excess yeah. the yarn you've got there, which is great. Yeah. yeah, that's right. For me, it's it's all about the balance of life and I don't ever want something that's for me to hinge on my family. So it's sort of like, yeah, I think when the children are a bit older, perhaps I'll, I'll pursue it a bit more. But... Mm. For me, I've had a few interests in more of my wool and, and things like that, and I've had to turn them down. But it's felt right, I think, to just sort of keep it keep it going, but not sort of chase after it too much at the moment. But I, I just love doing it, so I wouldn't really mind if it was just a hobby and I just get a few pounds for it every now and then, but yeah. <laughs>
And I, and I think it's it's being wise and saying this is fine for now, and maybe there's a different yeah. sort of model mm -hmm. in the future. But yeah. this is this is the way to, to do it. Yeah. So if someone was was going to get started, they've got got some alpaca fleece, uh, maybe their own, or maybe they've they've acquired it from somewhere. Yeah. Um, what would you think would be a good way to, for them to get started with it? To doing doing something because and there's so many different directions you can go. But. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they'd have to decide uh, first of all where they would want to go with it. So whether they want to spin or do felting or um, what? Yeah, I'm not sure what the other options are. But <laughs> um, so yeah, I think for me it was just just getting a drop spindle really just started it off because you do, it it cost me sort of five pounds and it didn't matter whether I could do it or not and I just tried it out and from there I really got a love of it and and um and yeah sort of got more into it then so I would yeah, I would probably say getting a drop spindle is really a really good start, good start. Um, hey we've got Christmas coming up maybe we can <laughs> suggest that people Add it to their sh yeah. Christmas list. Well, it's a great stocking filler. Yeah, it's that's right. It's not, it's not very big, not very expensive. Yeah. There are lots of different kinds out there. I don't know whether you, <laughs> when you look. Yeah, there are, there, yeah. There are some, some that you think, oh, right, you've probably got to know that you really want that kind. Yeah. But there are, there's some basic ones that you can get started with. In a, yeah, You can absolutely. find them online anywhere, I think. Yeah, yeah. Anything in particular that you, with your spinning wheel, is a particular make or...? My spinning some wheel. Some people like to know the details. <laughs> My spinning wheel is called a wee Peggy, and it's an old, a very old spinning wheel that's been re refurbished. Refurbished. Yeah, that's the word on. I was looking yeah. for. Sorry. Um, and so um, I really like it. I don't really. I'm not really into equipment in terms of like knowing names of things, but I know that it's um, it's got one pedal, and it's a, it's an upright spinning wheel. Um, and I find it really easy to use. Um, but I know that there are many different spinning wheels and it's just about finding the right one for you and just try them out. And um, if you go to any of these big wool festivals, they always have a spinning wheel um, shop there and you can just sit and try them all out and there's loads of different ones. Yeah. And they seem to be in a variety of places. I know there's one in, here in Wales. Yeah. And there's one, a smaller one, uh, further down into uh, south uh, west. Well, what, wool so festival? Pem yeah, the, yeah, there's, the, the there's quite yeah, a few wool festivals. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, it's a good place mm. to do that. There's also a number of clubs or associations. That's right, guilds. And, and yeah. people love talking about the things they're passionate about. They do, yeah. And they're very happy to help and to, to think. And that, that would be a way of experimenting with different kinds of wheels to find one that would that's work. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's maybe another direction people could yeah. explore into. Yeah, or if you know someone with a wheel, just... Yeah. Ask if you can have a go. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if somebody's just even a little bit ahead of you, they, yeah. they're very happy to share their, their knowledge and things, which is great. One thing I would say is to not worry about having all the equipment as well, because there's so much you can do with the fleece without having all the bits and bobs. And I've I've made my own um, carding things and um, combs and out of all sorts of things that I've had around the house that you can just sort of invent your own. There's no rules really with with this <laughs> right. kind of craft. So, yeah. well, I'm, somebody would probably disagree with me there, but um, I I just have have a go. Yeah. yeah, excellent, excellent. So, in terms of having a go, are there things that you're stretching into? You mentioned about dyeing that you want to do some more different colours and that kind of thing. Are there other things in terms of the uh, skills you're trying to develop into? Yeah, I'd love to do more dyeing, and um, 
there's so many types of um, yarns that you can spin so like you can do coil spinning you can do two ply you can, I've got a book full of all the different types and I would just really love to have time to explore that at the moment I tend to just spin singles um, or sometimes two ply but yeah there's just no end to the experimentation you can do with spinning and also with weaving um, I said that earlier that um, I love how free it is but there are also loads of different types of weaving techniques you can do that I'd love to get better at as well um, and just honing my skills and making it neater and um, just tying it off better and all these sort of things that I've just sort of taught myself really I'd love to I'd love to just sort of get better at all of it yeah but, um, yeah yeah plenty to be learning <laughs> so much mo moving into those right yeah, so but, much. but you can start simple and, and then that's build right. on those things yeah learn the, the basic rules and then you can break them yeah <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. great so in terms of where people can find you and find examples of your work you, you mentioned uh, particularly Instagram and Etsy so what where did where do they look to find you there um so um I've got a Facebook page which um is Tierra E Ma and how's that spelled so it's T-I-E-R-R-A Y M A R. Okay. And that's dot UK. So um, that that would be the web the web address as well is www.tierraemar.uk. Dot UK. There's no so dot, dot UK. co. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> um, and then my Instagram name is at tierraemaruk as well. Okay. And then on Etsy, I think it's the same. Yeah. yeah. No, I did have trouble trying to find you on Etsy. Did you? If you just put Tierra Imar in, it doesn't find you. It's Tierra Imar UK. So you need the UK on the end and then it all pops up. Beautiful. And there's a, there's a lovely range of, of different things there uh, that you've, you've done. So it's well worth a look so people can have a explore, get inspired. Brilliant. Thank you. That's really, really helpful. And great to hear that you can just get started and, yeah. and then grow into whichever direction that people want to go. Yeah. Thanks very much for sharing with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Remember to check out the show notes for details of where to find Jen's work online. So, until next time with the Alpaca Tribe, I'm Steve Hetherington.